Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Wave Break Podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the growth marketing platform most recommended by other business leaders. Listen, in uncertain times, you need to be supporting your community and growing relationships with your customers. It's going to be appreciated. It's going to be remembered. It's going to be shared. And in good times and bad, this type of communication that's open and empathetic with your customers is key. This is a key theme that we've been talking about at Waybreak. I've been preaching this on the podcast And when you're communicating with your customers in this way, the best way to do this is with email. It is and always will be one of the best channels for delivering communication like this. And what I love about Klaviyo is that email is one of its core offerings. And their personalization that you can do inside Klaviyo is just, it can't be beat. And when you leverage that personalization driven by a 360 degree view of the customer, these emails are going to feel more relevant and they're going to drive even stronger relationships. And Klaviyo gets it. They're not just, you know, some company. They understand how challenging it is right now for every entrepreneur. You know, it was hard to get your business off the ground and navigating these times is even harder. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with growing your business, know that you're not alone. Clavio is here to help you build relationships across any distance for your brand and create memorable and meaningful email marketing moments that last a lifetime. And that's how you build a successful e-commerce brand. And this is why I love Klaviyo so much, because they're on the same page with me and Waybreak. Is like, we're not just about making more revenue. That's great. But what this is really about is an opportunity to create an amazing community with your customers. And the best way to do it is with email. And if you're not on Klaviyo, you got to get on Klaviyo. Go to Klaviyo.com to schedule a demo. That's K L A V. IYO.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Wavebreak Podcast. This is the e commerce podcast for Shopify entrepreneurs who want to scale their business to 100 million and beyond. Or if you want to stop at 10 million, 20 million, Whatever it is, this is for the people who want to scale. They want to build a business that's bigger tomorrow than it was yesterday. And today, we're coming at you with another interview about how you can get ahead, how you can build a stronger and better business and not just survive through these times, but thrive through these times. And every week, I interview the people behind the world's top e-commerce brands and I get them to share their secrets. And this week is no different. But before we get into that, I want to quickly introduce myself. If you're not familiar with me yet, my name is Dylan Kelly. I'm the founder and CEO of Waybreak. And at Waybreak, we help Shopify Plus stores maximize their revenue from Klaviyo using email, SMS, and pop-ups. And these things might have a bad reputation sometimes, but they shouldn't because what this allows you to do is maximize your existing traffic customer base, build relationships, and ultimately build a brand that lasts. We take these things time together in a way that's not annoying, but in fact, drives repeat in a way where you're getting emails from customers thanking you, drives community among your customers that just solidifies your brand even more. We go strategic with it beyond what teams can even do in-house because it's just so complicated. And we do that with our fully managed program for Shopify Plus brands on Klaviyo. It's all we do. We're experts at it. And we've been crushing it for our clients. And that's why they're so confident in these times because they know they have a solid foundation to rely on of owned marketing. Now, you can learn more about what we do at wavebreak.com. You can even schedule a call with me, yours truly, to learn more about that. And we can put together a strategy for your brand, whether you end up working with us or not. 
Also, if you're not on our private newsletter with other eight and nine figure e-commerce direct consumer CEOs, got to get on that list. It's over at waybreak.co slash resources. We're sending out updates every single week on what's going on in the marketplace, words of encouragement, all these things to help you keep on track for your targets this year and maybe even blow past them. We have clients in all industries that aren't even essential seeing record sales numbers. I had a client message me this morning. He said, Dylan, you know, the numbers this month are insane. I, I was worried. I remember talking to him a few weeks ago. He was worried, uh, you know, about this. He's like, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, we don't sell any central product at all. They sell jewelry. And uh, he, he messaged me today and he said, yesterday we did the same number of sales as we did on Black Friday. It's like, what? It's, it's wild. It is really wild. And, and that's why I wanted to put together another extremely timely behind-the-scenes episode for you. You guys love the episode I did with John McDonald from The Good, and it, it was received really well. So today on the show, I'm bringing in another expert. Uh, his name is Brett Curry. You might have heard of him. He's host of the E-Commerce Evolution podcast. He's CEO and co-founder of OMG Commerce. They're a leading Google, YouTube, and Amazon ad agency. So they run ads for Ezra Firestone's brand, Boom by Cindy Joseph, uh, a ton of other leading companies, over 85 brands. And uh, in this conversation, we talk about how you can play offense right now. Uh, We talk about what's working with Google, YouTube, and Amazon ads, the messaging that's working for Brett's 85 clients, how you should increase or decrease spend during these times, the best way to get ahead head. You know, we talk about dealing with uh, products that might be out of stock, how to think about advertising if you're in that situation. And we wrap it all up talking about strategy for the future and how to think about PPC over the next few weeks and next few months. And obviously we don't know the future, but Brett had some really great insight on how you should be thinking about the future and preparing for it. And there's so many nuggets that we dropped throughout this episode that you're not going to want to miss that uh, I just, you know, I can only give you the summary so much. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Brett. What's up, man? Thanks for having me, and I'm delighted to be here. Excited. Yeah, me too. We're doing a little uh, <laughs> little podcast trade. I was on your show, and now you're returning the favor over here, and uh, I'm excited to dive right. in, into right. your side a little bit more. But um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we dive into that, for the people who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your agency? Absolutely. I am a self-proclaimed marketing junkie. I started in, in the radio business back in 2000, started dabbling in online marketing not too long after that, um, started my first ad agency in 2002, and then and then started OMG with my business partner, Chris Brewer, in 2010. And we, we started to focus on e-commerce. We're doing e-commerce and doing a lot of things, kind of dabbling in different areas, but really found that the one, we loved e-commerce uh, partially because everything was measurable, right? So we did some offline, some brick and mortar, some service-based, did some work with auto dealers for a while, but like you, you couldn't track, it was so hard to track anything, you know? Uh, but with e-commerce, we could see everything. We could see we could see click, we could see conversion, we could see the real value we were bringing. So that, that was part of what attracted us to the e-com space. So we, we kind of fell in love with that. We started to, to explode. Uh, I started digging into to Google shopping and, and a few other areas of e-commerce marketing and uh, did a partnership with Shopify on on the ultimate guide to Google Shopping. It was one of their top guides for a while. I started speaking at e-commerce events, and um, and I actually done some TV back in the day. And so, as YouTube started to develop their ad platform and introduced a couple of ad types that were just perfect for e-commerce, it was kind of like all my worlds collided in a really beautiful way. And so we started doing 
YouTube ads for e-commerce was about three years ago, I guess, three and a half maybe now, and fell in love with that. And so we're you know one of one of the leaders in the space for YouTube ads for e-commerce. And so so yeah, in a nutshell, we work with e-commerce brands to help them accelerate their growth. Uh, aside from the Google Ads ecosystem, we also work with Amazon Ads. So sponsor products, sponsor brands, sponsor brand video, some some really cool stuff on the Amazon platform as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love the focus, right? We're focused at Waybreak. You're super focused. And I mean, it leads me to a question, like, do you guys run Facebook ads for your clients? Yeah, so we we don't. That's not, not an area of focus. We do have uh, one member of our team that can help with basic Facebook stuff. But for the most part, we outsource Facebook to other partners and other agencies. We, we felt like you know, and we, we've got a large team. We've got a team of 38 and growing. Uh, but we felt like we could be world class at, you know, at Google ads and Amazon ads. And so that's where we're focusing essentially all of our, our time and energy. And, and, you know, we, we can only be thought leaders in so many spaces. And, and so, you know, I, there occasionally there are some clients that say, hey, we just want one agency to do everything for us. But I think that's more the exception. I think a lot of clients now want uh, more of a, a focused, specialized agency. And so so that's what we are. That's what we do. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And that's the same trend I'm seeing too. And I mean, it makes total sense. Like why do I want to get everything, you know, maybe decent and like, okay, great. It's all covered under one roof versus like, why not go to somebody who can be an expert in that specific channel? Um, which like, I mean, we do just email and retention and mobile messaging and stuff. It's like, there's enough moving parts here where like, I just don't even understand how other agencies just offer it as like this, like, you know, extra thing. Like, oh, by the way, we also do this. I'm like, how's that? How's it even possible? I mean, it's the same with like, you know, running these complex ad campaigns that you guys are doing. It's just like, how can you know yeah, enough about all these platforms? Yeah, you've got to, you know, because things change so rapidly and what works today maybe won't work tomorrow and ad platforms are constantly changing and innovating. And so, you know, we meet with our Google reps uh, once every couple of weeks. They come to our offices once a quarter. You know, our, our team is is constantly learning and testing and sharing internally. And so it'd be pretty hard. You know, I, I think there are some agencies that do it that have specialized groups that focus on different channels. But for us, we, we just want to go really deep and be amazing, you know, in, in our core areas of focus. So, and, and it's interesting, you trend, we, we, we even have some really large brands, like some Fortune, I don't know, at least, at least Fortune 500, but I think even Fortune 100 uh, brands that are saying, hey, we, we want boutique agencies for some things. I think it's a good choice. I think, I think we'll continue to be happy with our, our decision to, uh, to specialize in focus. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. And it's like, you can just go deeper and really make sure you're not leaving any money on the table. Because now more than ever, that's extremely important. And that kind of brings me to my first like real question, um, you know, with your expertise, like what are you guys seeing in the marketplace right now? Like obviously these last few weeks, last few months, like very different things have been changing fast. Like what trends are you seeing across all your client accounts? Yes, this has been such an interesting time, you know, and I think as as entrepreneurs, as marketers, we, we've we've experienced a, a, a range of emotions and a range of predictions and thoughts. And so, you know, I kind of went from being super optimistic in the very beginning when I didn't really know much about COVID-19, thinking, oh, this will all be like over soon, like in the, in the super, super early days, to then thinking, well, this may be serious, thinking, 
oh man, like stuff's just going to fall apart and be terrible. Maybe, you know, I like, I went there for a little bit. I'm, I'm <laughs> right. a very optimistic person, but, but we all have our moments, right? But what's been really interesting, uh, one, I'm super grateful that we focus on e-commerce because, you know, as, as probably a lot of people predicted, you know, when you can't go to the store, you can't buy certain things at the store, you just want to limit your time out of the house, you're going to shop online. You're going to buy things online. And so a lot of offline consumption, you know, the trend was already happening that, that you know, e-commerce was growing 15% year over year and it's been, been working like clockwork for quite a while. And really this, you know, the stay-at-home orders and the lockdowns, that's all just accelerated online spending. So what's interesting, and, and you and I were talking about this before I had you on my podcast, we, we've got these uh, COVID dashboards we're watching. We, we've got 85 brands that we manage. We're watching their numbers like crazy. And still 65% of our clients are, are up year over year, but most still up month over month, which is super interesting. Now, and then we have another like 16% that are, that are essentially flat, just kind of the same. We do have some luxury brands, some apparel brands. Some of, there are some segments of e-commerce that have been impacted negatively. But for the most part, e-commerce is doing well. And I think it makes total sense because – there's still a lot of people that that maybe they're uncertain, maybe they're a little fearful about what's going on, but but their income hasn't changed and they're doing okay. And buying stuff is therapeutic, right? Retail therapy as as a as a nation, we like to buy stuff, and if we can't buy it in store, we're going to buy it online. And so, you know, I think I think overall, you know, and, and who knows when this thing starts to turn and things start to get back to a back to normal or back to a new normal. E-commerce is going to come out ahead, you know, better than a lot of industries. And so we're seeing that e-commerce is doing way better than most. We're seeing ad costs drop in a lot of platforms, I think partially because some advertisers are pulling back. Uh, and so really, you know, if, you, if you're in a position right now where people are still interested in your product, they're still able to buy your product and you're able to ship that product, you know, your supply chain is, is intact. You can, you can actually ship the product. Then now is actually a great time to sell and a great time to market. Now we can't always use the same old message that we've, we've always used. So we, we've seen that in some cases we need to kind of pivot and be creative with the way we present our product. Cause maybe now the, the reason someone's buying our product or their frame of reference for shopping for our product is a little bit different because of the the current environment, but people still want to buy. So if you're still able to sell your product, now could be a great time to, uh, to in some ways accelerate, like accelerate growth and get past your competition. You know, I think that's to the e-commerce space and in other industries that may not be possible right now. Oh man. Yeah. I completely agree too. I mean, we're noticing the same thing. Like even in non-essential categories, we have clients who are just like dominating. I got a message from a client today and they were talking about how like they're hitting Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales numbers and like they sell a very non-essential product. And uh, I think that's really encouraging because like you look in the general news and it's just like mayhem, right? Like, you know, mass layoffs, unemployment at all time high. But I think it's like, you know, you can't just like anything, like you can't generalize that and say, oh crap, you know, <laughs> that's me too. Yeah. Uh, cause e-commerce yeah, is we, doing we well. Paid attention, yeah. If we pay attention to those headlines, which, you know, I mean, obviously we need to know what's going on, but you can, you can begin to think that, okay, no one's buying anything, but that's not true. And this happens in every recession, even though this looks very different than other recessions, there's still some similarities, right? Demand doesn't go to zero. It just shifts. And the people that are able to buy that shifts a little bit too. But yeah, we're seeing the same thing. We've got a client that sells arts and crafts and, and primarily for kids 
they've had some of their, you know, it's like record day after record day because all these kids are stuck at home. Parents are now, you know, forced to homeschool and first force entertain kids at home. And so they're way up, you know, supplement companies are way up. We even have interesting things like home decor, right? Where hey, it's not, it's not essential for sure, but now we're, we're at home every single night. You know, we joke around it. There's been several days where I, I'm, I, you know, before the work day begins, I'm like to my wife, I say, Hey, what do you want to do tonight? And then we just both laugh like, well, we'll, we'll be here for sure. You know, Hey, maybe we'll just stay in tonight. You want to just stay in tonight? Yeah, let's just stay in tonight. Um, uh, you know, so, so people are at home, but they're thinking, okay, let's make this place look a little bit better. Let's buy picture, picture frames or, or new bedding or whatever. And so we're seeing even those, uh, categories up. We've got some automotive clients, not all are up, but, but one in particular, is up, and I think again, people are sitting around looking at their classic car, or looking at their truck, and thinking, "Yeah, I'll just do something," you know, because I'm I'm here. So, so yeah, so we're seeing that it is a good time to be in e-commerce, and uh, so so my advice is, you know, don't waste this time, don't go about business as usual, but man, take advantage of this because I think there's lots of opportunities to strengthen current client relationships to go out and grab new customers. And, and really, you know, I think there was a period of time when people were like, hey, should I just not market at all? Like, would that would that be the sensitive thing to do to just not market at all right now because there's so much pain in the world and stuff? And my advice is, no, like, don't be insensitive. Don't be a jerk about it. But people want to buy and and probably they want to hear from you. They want to feel normal. They want to buy stuff. And, and in a lot of cases, I think people are seeing potentially the, the end of this or at least maybe the uh, the beginning of the end or whatever, whatever, uh, people are, are definitely wanting to buy. So don't, don't be quiet, uh, just potentially shift your message, but, but now's a, a time to make some gains, I think. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I was on the same exact trajectory you were where it's like, oh yeah, like, no, nah, it's going to be fine. Like it's just in China right now. Like it'll be figured out by then. It's like heads down focused, went to California, did a mastermind out there, got back, everything was still good. And then, you know, March hit things to go crazy, freaked out just like you, you did at first. Like I, I think we had like every, I think people would be lying if they said like they didn't have that day or two and they're like, oh my goodness. But then I'm yeah. just like you said, it's like looking at the facts, it's like, people are still spending money. Like that's all I've been focused on. Cause like, I, I can't even watch the news, but I'm still informed because I'm looking at, okay, what are the facts? Like, what are the numbers? And then I can make my opinion based on that. And speaking of that, like one thing you keep saying is like, yeah, don't take your foot off the gas. And, and I love that because just like you're saying, like people are out there, people want to buy. I mean, even myself, I'm not the best consumer at all. Like I barely spend <laughs> any money. Like don't even buy online stores most of the time. I mean, like very rarely, like I just don't, I, it's not me You're frugal it's but good. but i'm still i'm still i'm buying stuff online now brett like for real right. like <laughs> i got yep. tracking numbers that i'm checking what is it the cereal magic spoon i'm like ah, it's perfect time to try it um <laughs> kind of protein oh yeah the, uh, magic spoon Dude, yeah that's uh you know quick shout out and not not a client i don't get anything from this but that that's good stuff oh yeah uh, i just had a bowl this morning they have a new formula that's similar to to fruit loops uh, but it's it's uh, grain free, keto friendly, not on keto diet, but keto friendly, high protein. Anyway, it's yeah. it's tremendous. And yes, uh, I was shopping for a new coffee grinder the other day. I don't really need one, but I'm like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm making coffee from home every day. Maybe I need to mix it up a little bit, you know. So, uh, so yeah, it's true. Yeah. People are shopping, even for the people who don't normally buy, like me, um, which is hilarious. But okay, anyway, back 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 to what we were talking about. So one thing you mentioned is like you know, it's not business as usual, but you need to keep marketing as usual. So like, what are some of the tweaks that you guys are making with your clients? Like tweaking messaging, like what does that look like? 
Yeah, so so I'll talk about a couple of different platforms because it does depend, I think, on the platform because people people approach different different platforms with with a different mindset, right? So let, let's look at Google Search and Google Shopping. For the most part, that can stay unchanged, right? Because Google Search and Google Shopping those are query based, so your ads only showing up if someone's actively searching. So so I'll take my example. I was looking for a high end burr grinder. I've got kind of just a basic burr grinder. It's okay, but I kind of want to want to set my game up. So if I'm on Google and I'm searching for burr grinder. That means I'm like ready to buy now. You, you don't need to be sensitive with your message or shift things up. Just show me why your uh, burr grinder is the choice, right? So that that uh, the text can likely stay the same. The the shopping images and stuff can likely stay the same. Uh, with the only caveat being if you do run some kind of an event or some kind of sale or something like that, certainly use your promo extensions or tweak the ad copy a little bit to, to demonstrate that you're doing that. You know, we've had some clients do their own stimulus packages or, or some kind of incentives or, or buy one, get a deal on something else or, you know, bonuses, whatever. But for search and shopping, it can, it can largely remain unchanged. And I think now's the time to really double down in, in some of those areas because you're likely seeing people pull off or pull back a little bit on the platform. Here's something really interesting. We've actually seen, you know, most of our clients invest in brand and search, right? Bidding on their own uh, name and search. We've seen people pulling back on that. And so we've used that as a, an opportunity to do some competitive conquesting, right? So your competitor is not bidding on their own name now. Now you can go in and bid on their name for really cheap and get your message there and, and again, be aggressive if you want to be. So search and shopping, largely unchanged. Uh, let's, let's talk display for just a minute. So we do a lot with Google Display, the Google Display Network. Um, all of our clients are using that channel for remarketing. And that, that's where I recommend people start. Like Google Display Network, it's massive. You can reach uh, close to 90% of the web using Google Display Network. But it's also a great way to waste money if you don't know what you're doing. So, so starting with remarketing or retargeting, that's the best place to start. The thing that we've been advising our clients, and I'll give you some examples on on some ads we've been creating, is you know, hey, pe people still want to buy, right? That that's like that's a given. Retail therapy, people are still shopping, no doubt. But people uh, buy for emotional reasons, right? And they back it up with logic. I think in some ways, the reason people are buying now has shifted a little bit. So I'll give you an example. We have a client that sells big blankets. Now, these, when I say big blankets, these are massive. They're 10 by 10. They're 100 square feet. Like you put it over a king-size bed. It dwarfs the bed. And so, but, but they're uh, not inexpensive, right? They're, they're a really quality blanket and they're massive. So they're, they're expensive as far as blankets go. So we, this is just one idea. We're doing lots of stuff. I'll just share one idea. It's kind of fun. We thought, Hey, if someone's on the fence, if someone hasn't said yes yet, let's maybe not do a discount. Let's just give them a creative idea that they can use their blanket for. So we advise them to create these ads about building epic blanket forts. So, Hey, you're stuck at home. Kids are looking for something to do. Not only is this the best blanket you'll ever have, but it's durable. You can make an epic blanket for it, right? So that, that was a lot of fun, well-received. The client loved it. Um, so looking at creative ways to say, okay, you, you may have been hesitating with this product up to this point. Here's a reason to go ahead and say yes now. Uh, we have some, some skincare brands that have shifted to, hey, create a spa-like environment at home, right? So here are the benefits of reduced stress, you know, you need to relax a little bit. It's actually, it's good for your immune system, things like that. So let's create a spa at home. So, so looking at how do we not 
drift from our core message of this is who we are. Here's our value prop. This is why our products are amazing. But but maybe think about, hey, here's a slightly different application or here's maybe the reason you'd buy it now that wasn't the reason you would have bought it, you know, 30 days ago. And so so that's what we're doing with with uh, the display network. And then for channels like YouTube, you know, we're, we're looking at, at at least not being insensitive. So if there are portions of our ad that show crowds or big groups or, you know, people at a restaurant or something like we're, we're cutting that because. We also don't want people to look at it and say, well, that's not reality or that's, you know, I can't do that. So we're, we're looking at, we, we have some, uh, a couple of pretty large personal care brands on the YouTube side. And so we're, we're, we're cutting things to make it feel like, Hey, we're speaking to you right now. So I think, I think that, and that's kind of a long answer and we can, we can dig into any other channel you want to dig into, but I think it, it needs to be your, your, your approach needs to be specific for the channel and your message needs to be specific for where someone's head is at relative to the channel to the channel. And that's always been true, but we have to think about the current backdrop, the current environment that's kind of coloring things right now. Yeah, no, that's super helpful. Like when it comes to the split between these channels, are you like, are, are you guys pulling out of any and doubling down on the other shifting money around? Is it kind of like double down on everything or, or what does that look like from like a spend perspective? Yeah, so it really varies from client to client, right? So, so it depends on on who the the client is and what they do. I'll give a couple of examples. So, uh, my friend Austin Bronner, who runs the e-commerce influence podcast, awesome podcast, super smart guy. He's the first guy that I heard. Um, you know, there there are two categories of business: demand capture and demand generation when it comes to e-commerce. So, demand capture is like. Hey, we're just people are already out there searching for auto parts. They're searching for bumpers and brake pads and windshields and stuff like that. So we're just gonna we're demand capture. We're gonna we're gonna run search and shopping and and we're gonna be where people are when they're looking for those things. Or we're gonna be on Amazon, which you know that's a huge demand capture opportunity. Uh, or you know, are we demand generation? So maybe we're this really unique auto you know aftermarket auto accessory that no one really knows about so no one's searching for because they don't know it exists so that's demand generation we have to create the demand by either running display ads or or youtube ads or facebook ads or something like that and so i think it it depends on the nature of the product a little bit Uh, so our automotive client one one of our biggest automotive clients they're more of a demand capture business so for them yeah we're just we're, we're we're doubling down on on search and shopping looking for areas to push. I guess the other the other caveat too is like there's also inventory issues, right? So everybody's like, okay, well, unfortunately right. these products are running we're running short on inventory, so we got to slow down there, we got to push these. It's just it's it's so and everything changes from day to day. It's super interesting. Um, so yeah, so it depends. Now and then and then I'll use a uh, boom by Cindy Joseph as an example. Ezra Firestone's good good buddy of mine and we've been running there all their Google traffic, including YouTube for the last uh, three and a half years, something, something like that. Anyway, they are more of a demand generation business where they run Facebook to cold traffic, YouTube to cold traffic, and then Google search and shopping is mainly just to close the deal. So so we're, we've been uh, – but they, they've been managing inventory issues too. So we've, we've been still pushing as hard as we can on cold traffic using Google search and shopping to kind of close the deal. So it, it's very much – uh, client specific, um, but you know we are seeing ad cost drop. So as an example, you know YouTube is down anywhere from thirty to fifty percent in terms of the cost per view. And so if you can run gold, cold traffic right now and you have 
video assets, it could be a great time to be on YouTube. We're hearing the same thing on Facebook. Again, I don't run Facebook, so I don't know, but we're hearing the same thing on Facebook. So um, now could be a great time for some of those demand generation type um, assets if you have them. And then I guess a, a, as a, a high, there's also the hybrid business where it's like, hey, we're part demand capture and part demand generation. And that's probably actually where most of our clients fall. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of what we're looking at now. Got it. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Listen, accidents happen. Maybe you installed an app in your Shopify store and it messed up your theme. Or a CSV import wrecked your product catalog. And there's this common myth that when things go wrong, Shopify can just help you. And they have this magic undo button that they can apply to your account and fix everything. But that's not true. Shopify can't do that. So what do you do? Well, you need to use Rewind to protect your store with automatic backups. It's like having your very own magic undo button. And best of all, if you sign up at rewind.io and respond to any of their welcome emails, because they're a sponsor of the podcast, all you got to do is mention the Wavebreak podcast and they'll get you your first month for free. So go check Rewind out at rewind.io. Yeah, and one thing you mentioned is like ad cost drop. Like, what are you seeing on the conversion side? Like, is it still the same price to acquire a customer, or are you seeing that drop too? Yeah, it's super interesting. So, you know, this time, you know, when when there is some economic uncertainty, you know, conversion rate can be kind of volatile, right? So we have uh, we have I mentioned a home decor client that the, one of our big home decor clients. They're just they're crushing it right now. They're more in the more, I wouldn't say value space, but they're not super high end. It's it's like it's affordable, but it's quality. It's good stuff. It's easy to say yes to right now. We have another client that's in kind of the luxury bedding space. So this is high end, handmade, just amazing quality stuff. They they've they've taken a bit of a hit. They're still hanging in there. They'll, they'll still they'll still be fine. They got a great brand, but they've taken a hit because I think there's a lot of people saying, eh, you know, I'll just I'll wait on that. Even though I could afford it, I could buy it. I'm, I'm just going to wait on it a little bit. So they're con- Conversion rates have really dropped. Let's, let's again, let's go back to Boom. And, I, and I'll use Boom as an example, skincare brand, because Ezra doesn't mind if I talk numbers. He, he does all the time. And so we, we do stuff together. So I, I can actually talk specific numbers. So for them, uh, their so costs have dropped. So, so in some cases, like the cost per view on YouTube is down 30, 50% for them. Their conversion rate has stayed pretty consistent. So we, we were looking at some numbers the other day. And so looking at, at April's performance, their CPAs, and that's the primary metric they look at, is cost per acquisition because they're all about you know you know generate you know acquiring new customers because it's a consumable, a lot of repeat purchases, things like that. For a lot of our cold traffic campaigns on YouTube, CPAs are down forty to fifty percent, and so so that's where it's super interesting. Like if you're in a place where okay, my conversion rates really haven't taken a hit, and some businesses are like that. And then you factor in that ad costs are at a real low right now. It, it, it can really work in your favor. And so, um, see, so yeah, again, that's going to kind of vary client by client and category by category. But but I'll use skincare as an example. Yeah, they're they're seeing we're seeing CPAs right now for Boom that are that are forty to fifty percent below what they were, you know, even in March, which is crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, we're we're seeing. Well, obviously, we don't run advertising for our clients, but like 
hearing very similar things. Uh, it seems like for a lot of our brands, it's like the biggest bottleneck is like, we're sold out of our best selling products. And then we didn't account for this bonus yes. month of things shut down. Like, is there yeah. any way you're cre- being creative to like promote other products or like, you know, maybe promote sale products or something like that to, you know, promote a, like a, a lower price point without doing a discount? Are you doing anything like around that with your clients? Like, how are you dealing with out of stock products and stuff like that when it comes to your advertising strategy? Yeah, it's a really interesting question, and and it's it's one of those things where, you know, like just everything is changing, right? So you got you got low ad costs, but then maybe your shipping costs have gone up, and your cost of sanitation has gone up, and certain warehouses maybe shut down. Like there's, or you know, some of our Amazon clients, you know, Amazon sales that took off like a rocket in some categories and have remained strong, but then. Amazon says, oh, hey, but you can't ship us any more product to our warehouses. And then they said, oh, and we're also going to delay shipments to customers. And so anyway, it's like all these all these shifting variables. One thing we have seen, it, it is interesting, like even all, and I'll use Amazon, uh, some Amazon clients as an example. We have a, a client on Amazon or several in the supplement space, but I'll use one in particular where they have their own Shopify store and they're on Amazon. Well, when Amazon uh, ship times were delayed, we saw an immediate bump on on Shopify. So it's like people went to Amazon, they searched for this brand, and thought, oh, crap, I can't, they're not going to ship it for four weeks, which that's what Amazon's saying. Our experience has been they're actually shipping quicker than that, but it's like they're hedging and, you know, making sure they don't upset customers. So they're they're extending that expected delivery window. And, and so we saw like a 30% bump on Shopify orders as soon as that happened on on Amazon. So, uh, and then we also, we had some clients that were thinking, hey, my FBA, my Fulfilled by Amazon, that's gonna run out. So I'm, I'm building my Fulfilled by Merchant or my FBM. I'm, I'm building those listings so we can pivot to that. So we're doing some things like that. We have other clients, you know, where they just sell on their own .com or whatever and they're saying, yeah, I got I got like a month left of this key product. What do I do? And so uh, we have one particular client, one of our larger clients, where they they feel like they've got about two and a half to three months worth of their core product, like their their top seller, their flagship product. So for them, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, dang it, we could be pushing hard because ad costs are down and conversion rates are okay. We could just be going pedal to metal. But we don't want to run out of inventory. Run out of inventory, you have issues, right? So, so for a couple of clients, we're actually recommending, hey, let's just slow down ad spend, and we'll still take advantage of the low cost. We'll just do it in a more measured manner so that we don't, you know, burn through inventory too quickly. Uh, if you have a substitute, I think this this is a great opportunity to push that substitute. So, so one thought would be, hey, on your your flagship product detail pages. If you have an alternative, if you have something else, I think a couple things you could do on that product detail page is you could say, one, you know, enter your email here. We'll let you know as soon as it's back in stock. And, you know, because of the inconvenience, here's a little bonus or, or some kind of gift or a discount or something like that. You could also say, you know, link to another product and say, hey, here's a similar comparable product. If you need something quickly, check this out. Right. And so, so then we've also, you know, for Google Shopping, if we know that, hey, this key product is out of stock now we'll, we'll pause it in the in the feed and we'll push other products on google shopping so we have found and i'll just use google shopping as an example product listing ads that is one area where you know sometimes google just picks favorites so you know may, maybe a client has lots of different you know skin skincare options but for general search queries google's always favoring your flagship product because it converts the best 
now may be a great time to push some of those other products, right? And so, so we're you know trying to bid up on on products that we do have a lot of inventory on. We're we're looking for you know, expanding our keyword lists for products we do have inventory on. And so I think I think that's probably the the best method if you, if you're saying okay flagship product is we're either out of inventory or slowing down then let's let's look for now buyers and, and and in our world that means search shopping or or you know sponsored product ads or something on Amazon so let's let's try to push the non core products Let, let's look for now buyers uh, for those products so. Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting time right now in terms of managing inventory and managing expectations and and I guess one one positive is customers are kind of used to things being a you know a bit uh, of a mess and and ship times being delayed and you know the pe- pe- I think people are a little more forgiving now than than maybe they were a month ago. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that's really true. Like people are a lot more forgiving and like even with things, it's just like, yeah. And it's funny too, because like Apple has been doing this for years. Like you order anything from them and it like takes like two weeks just to get fulfilled. And then <laughs> another another week for you to get it, um, which I think goes back to show just like how powerful brand is. And same goes for Amazon. Like, so true. We're really seeing how, like what their moat actually is. Um, which is really like, you know, the fulfillment and like the quick shipping. And, you know, when they don't have that, it's like, wow, if you could just offer two day shipping, like, what would that do? Like, um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like, do you see any stats like that with your clients? Like, just like overall, I'm not sure if that's anything you've looked into. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm actually really glad you mentioned that because one of the things we, we started to do, so this was, this was a few weeks ago. Uh, I kind of tasked all my Google specialists with saying, Hey, pour through, the keyword, your search query reports, right? Which, which shows us or search term report showing exactly what people are searching for right now and just look for stuff that's out of the ordinary, right? So, I mean, we're always looking at search term reports. That's part of our job. But, but what I said was look for things that are unique right now that weren't there before. And one thing we noticed when, when Amazon shifted their, their ship times, we saw a spike in people searching for keyword, you know, keyword of our client's product with two day shipping or with next day shipping, right? So wow. so it's like, hey, Amazon has trained you to want this. Now they're not giving it to you, right? They're saying, hey, yeah, you order this piece of exercise equipment. We've got the client in, in the exercise equipment space, which they've been doing great too. Like people want to work out at home, right? Uh, but ship times have been pushed out like four or six weeks. And so people are saying, well, by then I'll be maybe, possibly, back to the gym. So I'm not going to buy it there. Right. So I'll look, I'll look elsewhere. So I'm going to go to Google. So yeah, I, I think I think Amazon comes out of this ahead. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna you know be a beneficiary potentially of increased online shopping, but in some ways because of the delayed ship time, that's pushing people who maybe started their product search journey on Amazon. They're going to Google looking for a, an individual retailer because they don't want to wait four weeks. Um, and and even if they think Amazon might ship it sooner, they still don't want to wait. And so, yeah, we've seen an increase in search terms, people looking for fast ship times. So if you're in a position where you can say, hey, we really, you know, because our, our key, you know, fulfillment centers the, the, or our third-party logistics or whatever we use, because they're not impacted, we can ship fast. Maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discount my shipping, you know, if, if you can do that. 
and provide fast shipping or upgraded shipping, people will love you for that. And people are looking for it. So, and I think people will pay for it too, uh, just because, you know, nothing, nothing's working out. Even when we do our, our grocery delivery orders now, stuff's coming in and it's wrong, but we're like, well, Hey, thanks for bringing it. I didn't have to go to the store. So, um, so yeah, uh, it's, it's super interesting. And, and that's one thing I'd recommend if you're running Google search or Google shopping is dig into your search query report and look for anomalies, look for things that are a little bit out of the ordinary. Uh, we also saw some clients where people looking for things like our client keyword for nurses, like just it, really interesting things like that. Um, and so, so yeah, the, the way people are searching is definitely shifting and people still want that fast ship time. So if you can deliver it, I think I think you get a real opportunity to win. Yeah, and I, I think brands that do offer two day shipping, it's going to be a great time to like capture that business and then get it repeat too. Like I know for me specifically, here I go like talking about oh I don't buy anything online now I'm buying stuff online. But example is me like it's like okay um, you know I can't get this on Amazon. I found another site where I could buy the same product, and then I realized hold up this site has two day shipping, and it's like well if they have yep. two day shipping. I'll just keep going here because it's great. It's it's niche focused. Um, like the example I'm using is like it was tennis stuff. I didn't realize, but I think it's tenniswarehouse.com has two day shipping to compete with Amazon. I'm like, well, dude, I'm just gonna get all my tennis stuff from tenniswarehouse.com. If like, I mean, what's the difference, right? It's two day shipping. Exactly, I'm, exactly. And some sometimes the customer service is a little bit better there. You know, I've got a, a, a supplement company I order from and they, just, their customer service is awesome. Their emails they send, if I ever have an issue or a question, like they're super personal and kind of fun and funny. And it's like, hey, you know, if I get the same shipping from there and similar price, I'm just going to do it. And the first order is the hardest, right? So once you get the first order done and, and then if they save your information and reordering is easy, now you've potentially got them hooked and now I won't go to Amazon for these particular products. Um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, I think even though Amazon will likely come out, you know, ahead with, with new shoppers, new buyers, people realizing, Hey, I can just set my toilet paper or paper towels on, on subscribe and save and then I don't have to think about it. I think because they've had so much business and they've shipped times are delayed and stuff like that. It, it's also sending people to other retailers. And so individual retailers and individual brands really have a, a chance to win right now. And, and yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think we, we both have the same focus, right? It's always been about brand building and that that's, that's really how you succeed long-term. And so in some ways this can be like an accelerator for your brand, even though there's some craziness and weird stuff going on too, it can be a, a real accelerator. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we're starting to run out of time here, but um, it's been super fun chatting. Like, as we start to wrap up, like, what? how are you thinking about the next few weeks and the next few months? Like, obviously, we don't know what the future looks like, but how, like, what are you thinking in terms of, I guess you need to either give us your prediction or just like, in general, I guess, like, what's your mindset looking at over these next few weeks and like your advice to brands right now? Yeah, so my advice is, hey, none of us really knows, so watch your numbers really closely. And I probably don't need to say that. I'm sure you're watching everything like a hawk. But watch watch the trends, right? So if you're running search and shopping or sponsored products or or Facebook ads, or like watch the day-to-day -day trends. Look for, you know, there may be one or two-day blips or a spike or a bit of a trough. You know, like that that can happen from day-to-day, -day and it doesn't, doesn't it's not indicative of a long-term trend. It just could be a, a weird day. But watch your trends really closely. For us, that's what we're doing. We've got kind of we built these custom dashboards for right now for COVID nineteen, just to watch all the important metrics for all of our clients very very quickly and in real time. 
So you got to watch your numbers. Uh, I, I do think and, and, and be prepared for different shifts. You know, you and I were talking before we hit record. You know, I think people are starting to get their their stimulus checks, although I hear there's some delays and, you know, small businesses are starting to get their PPP money, the payroll protection plan money. But but now that plans out of money. And so there's just uncertainty and, and who really knows. So, I mean, I think. I, I remain very optimistic. I think as a as a nation, we're very resilient. We're we're bold. We'll like we'll figure things out. But there could be several more hiccups here before we we turn around. I, I do think e-commerce is going to continue to do well. But be prepared to pivot, right? Be prepared to say, okay, well this this one offer, this one approach isn't working, or this one segment that I was going after, they're no longer buying. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot a little bit. So I think just be prepared for that. Um, and continue to look for opportunities, right? Because there are opportunities now, and I, and I think you know if you, if you do need to reduce budget, take the the scalpel rather than the, the the cleaver approach. Don't just cut things off, but look for for areas of wins and keep those going. And and so you know, hopefully this will be kind of a a V-shaped recovery. Uh, we'll we'll see. You know, time time will tell. Uh, but yeah, got to watch things closely. I, I'm optimistic that, you know, come, come summertime, there'll, there'll be some areas that will be returning to normal. Uh, but we, we shall see. Yeah, same here. No, I'm completely on the same page. Like, I think the the scariest time of unknown is, is really behind us. Like, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we do know that some scary times have happened in the last few weeks and we survived. We're okay. Uh, we're yep. doing way better than a lot of people in this space. And just like you said, it's like a lot of our clients are looking at this as, you know, an opportunity to grow and build an even stronger business. And that's what we saw during the last recession. And especially out of this one, like the next, you know, leading direct consumer brands or, uh, you know, consumer brands in general, they're going to come out of this and it is going to separate people. And, you know, some people are going to fall behind, but if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably not you. It's the people yep, who have built something exactly. up that's not profitable. It's not like there's so many issues and it's easy to think like, well, oh my goodness, they say if X business is going to fail, it's like, is that me? It's like, no, it's probably not you. Like the reason, you know, there's so many different reasons why companies are having layoffs right now. A lot of companies just aren't profitable in general and they hire way too many people. It's a vanity metric and blah, blah, blah. And they're probably not in e-commerce either. Amazon's hiring hundreds of thousands of more people. Exactly. You just, yeah. You can't you can't blanket it all and um yeah, just this is a great opportunity for everybody and really appreciate you coming on the show Brett to give some specific actionable ways for people to take advantage of these times and play offense. Uh you know, no matter what's going on in the world, I think it's a great opportunity. Uh as we wrap up here, where can we go to learn more about you, your company? I know you have a podcast, like where can we go to find all that stuff out about you? Yeah, absolutely. And and so you, you can go to omgcommerce.com. Everything is there uh, under resources. You'll find the podcast. You can also just Google e-commerce evolution. You'll find it that way too to get to, get to the podcast. A couple of resources though that I recommend, you know, if you're thinking about, okay, I want to take advantage of some of these low ad costs right now. I want to want to go on the offensive as best as I can. We have uh, a guide. It's it's our top YouTube ad templates with links to some of the top performing YouTube ads that we've ever seen. It's a free resource. So if you go to omgcommerce.com under resources, look at guides, there's that. Uh, we're also big believers in customer testimonials. So whether you're running video ads on Facebook or YouTube, we've got a guide for how do we get 
authentic customer testimonials, right? And so that's that's there and that's free. And then have some resources on sponsor brand video for Amazon and also Amazon DSP, which is Amazon's display ad unit. So get some free guides there. So so check those out. Uh, we're all also happy to chat or schedule a strategy session with you if you're looking for an agency or looking for some help. So um, so yeah, happy to, happy to chat there as well. Look forward to connecting. And, and yeah, man, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll get that all linked up down in the show notes below. And yeah, I mean, in this space, it's so hard to find good agencies to work with. And like, you know, Brett is one of the few. So go check out the resources. Go check out OMG Commerce. Tons of great stuff over there. And uh, hire them if you haven't already. <laughs> thanks for awesome. coming on the show, Brett. Thanks, Dylan. Appreciate it, man. Now, listener, before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. You feel like you could be doing email better. You're not generating enough email revenue, and you feel like you're leaving money on the table. But you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list, or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak method that, number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. Let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store, and they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how or what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge. And it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures uh, to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Wavebreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible and we can talk about how we can work together. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop. 